Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Fun fact, uh, it's Monday again. And if you listened to the podcast I did this morning uh, with a very well-respected businessman out in the UK talking about freeing your mind, getting your, getting your shit together, getting your shit right, and, and really empowering yourself through the next steps. I remember saying, it's going to be a long time before I get the opportunity to have a, a mind this powerful. Well, to all of you who enjoy the conspiracy side of things, you're in for a treat today. This is a very impromptu call. This is a very impromptu connection. Uh, this is an individual that I've been following on Instagram for quite some time. Uh, he is standup911 on Instagram a copious amount of followers, a copious amount of posts, a copious powerful message that must get out, uh, if only for you to think. So what we're going to do here, and this is something that I've neglected. So there's a few of you out there going, man, he just keeps talking about positivity and making money and, and, and doing all the great stuff. And, and where, where's, where's, where's the talk about Bin Laden's? Where's the, where's the flat earth? Where's the moon? Where's the, where's the free thought? Well, like I said, today we have uh, Ryan DeSalmo with us and this guy this guy makes me look like an amateur and i am super excited to to pick his brain to get inside this uh and to share this with you guys this is this is for all the conspiracy nuts out there and all the people that say hey man think differently do th do differently act differently um and the fun thing about conspiracies the more we get into this the more we know about this it's kind of hard to call truths conspiracies. And if anyone doubts that, just check in with Epstein. That's all I got to say about that. Now, without further ado, Ryan, welcome to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you for having me on here. And I can't wait to get into these conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I tend to put a lot of passion into things I like. I remember having a podcast not too long ago, and I really liked the message, and it had to go up. But I had just come back from the gym. And uh, I was really lethargic. So my, the passion wasn't in there. So people are like, hey, man, you should pick up the pace a little bit. Well, I can tell you now, the pace is going to be picked up for this one. That's for damn sure. Um, when we were doing the intro or before the intro, we were talking and we were saying how, you know, certain demographics are uh, too upset or, or too, too out of place to, you know, uh, invest in their minds and invest in themselves. And you have, you had said that you know, some people would rather spend money on alcohol and on, and on shoes than, than on themselves. And that is such a huge problem um, mentality-wise with a demographic of people that are trying to break free from the system, the system that's telling them to drink and to buy the shoes. What, what are your thoughts on, on I'm going to ask you a huge question. This is the right out of the gate, Ryan. This is the biggest question um, for your personal, because it's your story. I want to know. What broke you from the drinking and the shoes? What broke you from the matrix? How did you go from being one of them to being one of us? I'm actually pretty grateful that I wasn't too deep into that to begin with. Um, growing up poor, my mom 
uh, never really had me like buying stuff like that. She always kept me like my allowance was like $2 a week, you know, growing up. So I never had money to buy shit like that anyway. Um, it wasn't until I got probably into my teens where I was making money. And then I got into the car game, which is where I spent all of my money just buying cars and customizing them and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the cars that kind of like subliminally woke me up when I started learning about like suppression of technology and why things don't really advance and why year after year we get the same shit with maybe like a facelift and this car has Bluetooth, this car has a tape recorder type of deal. And it's like they have all this technology, but they suppress it and then just roll it out a little by little. That was kind of like how I got into things was with cars, at least subliminally, 911. Is, which is why my name stand on 9-11 is really like what pushed me to like question everything mm -hmm. um, but yeah I just never was big on to like buying fashionable items and even to this day like I don't have a really good sense of fashion most of the clothes that I wear are like gifted to me like right now I'm wearing a hoodie that says taxation is theft um, <laughs> and that's to me like that's pretty much what I rock now is just you know clothes and crystals whatever it is that's gifted to me but um, yeah, I was gonna, I was just gonna say, I think the biggest way to like get out of that that situation is just understanding that you're a consumer and you're just buying things and you're never gonna get anywhere with those items, or and they don't define you either. A lot of people think those items define who they are, and it's like, dude, I know rich people who are judged, I know poor people are judged, and everything in between that are judged. So my motto has always been, it doesn't matter what the fuck you do in life, you're always going to be judged. So just be true to who you are and try to be a good human being. And that's kind of like my outlook on life. No, that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. And that, and it's true. And, you know, and if anyone's listening to that going, you know, well, who's going to judge this person, that person, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. The only people judging you are the people below you. And they've put themselves there subliminally themselves. They have done that. Nobody above you, physically, geographically, however you want to put it. Nobody above you can drag you down because they're above you. But is anybody truly above us? You know, are we not on the even playing field? And then there are people below us who are trying to pull us down from below. This is, this is how that works for sure. So when you said, when you said the 9-11 uh, woke you up, I, my personal story with 9-11 was I was actually, I'm 39 now. Uh, and in, in, in September 11, I was 21. Uh, and I had just broken my ankle. So I was at home on the couch when the planes hit the World Trade Center. Um, and obviously, we have this memory in our head of sort of what it was. But that memory has been askew. That memory has been changed and altered and all the new footage that we'd seen and yada, 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 yada. But that to me was also my true push into, into this, wait a minute, they're, they're lying. They're absolutely lying. And then you, then you start seeing the, uh, the devil and everybody, the devil and the, and the message, you know, people died that day. How dare you say they lie? Well, that's not the point that I'm arguing, you know? And it's like, I understand that people died that day, but the story that they're telling us about terrorists and bin Laden and this stuff, that, that's not real. Why is it? So if it's not real, then why is it, why is it not real? You know, and, and this stuff to me just opened up a huge, 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 that of of kind of everything else like the dominoes came into play um where were you like do you remember do you remember 9-11 or do you just are you like just recanting the story or how did that work out for you 
9-11 is so like intertwined with my life it's crazy um i was you know i'm from new jersey new york new jersey um i was in seventh grade when it happened um where i lived is lawrence harbor new jersey and it actually overlooked the harbor or i could actually see the towers out, out my front door um so i remember seeing the smoke the dust settle i i, I mean i remember the whole thing um, but then even like on a deeper level, my great grandfather, he passed away at like 107 or 108. He was an immigrant from Italy. He helped build the original twin towers. Um, and then my, on my father's side, that's on my mother's side, on my father's side, my grandfather's birthday is 9-11. So it's kind of weird just how it kind of kept working out. And I have family friends pretty much like my mother's friends who have known me before I was born type of deal, who are United States air marshals, private security, contractors with the government, all different types of things. So I was always kind of like um, interconnected with the government in a sense and knowing certain things that the general public, you know, wasn't aware of. And then on my father's side, they all served in the military. My dad, my uncle, and my grandpa all served in the military. So I had that aspect of looking at things as well. Um, I'm actually the first person to not serve in the military in my family. So it was just, I was just very intertwined. I was in the right place at the right time, I guess you would say. And then I'm trying to think of the exact year when I moved out of New York, New Jersey. And I think it was like 2002. I think it was the following year I moved out of New Jersey and came to Arizona. And then I happened to live like four miles from Falcon Field, which is where they said the terrorists, quote unquote terrorists, flew the plane into the Pentagon was. So I was like, again, I'm like, holy crap, I'm really close to something with 9-11 again. Um, so it's just kind of weird that all these like synchronicities kept aligning over the years. And then when I started questioning things like back in 2007, when the economy collapsed or 2008, when the economy collapsed, I was like, you know, it's just it's very weird. All my life, I, I thought I was going to be really successful. I saw how easy it was to make money. And then the economy just collapsed out of nowhere. And it's like now you have to either get some minimum wage job or um, serve in the military. And I was like, what is this shit? For some reason, it just doesn't, <laughs> all this oppor- opportunity just went away. And, and at, the, at that time, Arizona had a booming economy. Like we were growing outrageously here. And then all of a sudden that just stopped like immediately. So I started questioning things and I was probably like 17 years old at that time in 2007. And I was like trying to figure out you know, what's going on here. And it kind of just all clicked at once where I realized that, damn, they had a collapsed economy to get people to join these wars, to go overseas and fight their wars. Cause I'm like, nobody else would fight these wars if they were able to, you know, be an entrepreneur, invest in real estate, all these different avenues that we can do. Um, so that's kind of was like my awakening was financial. And then, you know, the whole like box cutters thing and, how four airplanes went missing, you know, with Operation NORAD, which is pretty much how they govern the airplanes and the skyways. Just all these different like aspects I was questioning, looking into it just didn't make sense. And having those people very close to me that were United States Air Marshals and private contractors and so forth, being able to talk to them and have these kind of conversations, 
and they're not like giving me straight answers for once or they're kind of giving me loophole answers i'm like you guys are you guys know that something happened here and you can't tell me because that shit would eat at your like consciousness and i pretty much told the air marshal guys like look like you've told me everything I need to know by not telling me exactly what happened that day. And that's pretty much when I, as we say, dive down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and I've just researching and questioning everything and anything since then. And that's one of the things, actually, when you mentioned that, that's one of the things that comes up. You know, people will say what you, you expect all these people to lie about all this shit, all this time. And, and I laugh because I'm like, man, you believed in Santa Claus until you were like eight or 10 years old. Right. You know, and that is an entire collective of people lying to you. And then they'll say, well, that's harmless lies. Right. But then you have movies like the Truman show. Right. Yeah. And the Truman show tells you exactly what they're doing. And it's like, they even say it in there. You know, if you, if you, if you trick enough people into the lie, then they eventually will live the lie, you know? And there was another show talking about how it wouldn't take much you know, you could start off an entire colony of quote unquote actors in the Truman show. Right. And as they produced, as the show carried on, as they produced, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know any different because the people would have been born into it and they wouldn't have known. They wouldn't be able to understand or comprehend what would be a difference. And absolutely. People, it's the way it works. People don't right now understand or comprehend a difference. And that's it because fundamentally every last one of us is wrong. Because every single piece of information we've ever been given is wrong. And you're, you're talking about people that have known your parents, people that have known you, and, and, and you are the same guy that was you know, playing with trucks at three years old in their living room, and they're not able to tell you, but they know. But these people have told me things on, like, say, the Vietnam War or all different other like, political agendas of like, you know, the United States throwing off or uh, throwing over like a government or putting a pawn in, in that place. Like I've had really deep conversations with the same individual about, you know, s- certain topics like that. But when it came to 9-11 and he couldn't look me in the eye and tell me what was going on with that event, mm-hmm. I was like, look, he just told me everything I need to know because yeah. he would tell me anything about anything like information he's not allowed to disclose i would be aware of and yeah that's all i needed to know in 9-11 that's crazy that just thinking about that that's yeah because he dedicated his life being a united states air marshal their whole thing is to protect the airways and he's a good human being it's not like he's a scumbag and he organized it no he was he was he was told a story and and, and like it sounds to me like you said if he is a good human being then he didn't tell you because in his mind he was protecting everybody and he did the right thing because of the information that they gave him. I think, and like I said in the beginning, it would eat out his conscious if he was to tell me like what actually happened, whether he believes it or not type of deal, it would eat out his conscious because, you know, he was a born and raised, like I'll die for this country. That's his mindset. That's who he is as a character and stuff he he would literally put his life or does put his life on the line for this country that's his mindset so i understand where he was coming from and why he wouldn't tell me and stuff and i respected him for that and i said look you don't need to get into details or whatever i'll look into this for myself but you right. already up by not telling me what i wanted to know mm-hmm. so 9-11 everybody's familiar with 9-11 9-11 i guess it seems like 9-11 is you know is the granddaddy of 
of of the new age, the new information, the new the new yeah. generation, the, the the awakening, right? And then we've got things like Operation Paperclip, Operation Fishbowl, Operation, uh, you know, all of these 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 things that that go into and dictate. Essentially, they tie in whether they're true or not or whatever they are. They still tie in a military, mm-hmm. and then we have things like you know the whole world's a stage, and we hear these sayings and these statements, and then we see things like like the Clintons, how many people that they've killed. And, and um, yeah, if you're listening, Hillary, uh, I, there's no proof that you did any of it. Uh, so please don't come to my house. Um, Epstein, you know, the, the whole world right now is, is, is arguing over or not arguing, but I mean that, that meme Epstein didn't kill himself. That is a meme that has taken the world by storm and people are paying attention to this. So people are, but now people are asking the wrong questions. If Epstein didn't kill himself, who killed Epstein? Well, probably he's still alive, yeah. you know? And I've had, that's a personal opinion again. And, and my dialect is mostly personal opinions, obviously. I've done the research and I've, I've formed personal opinions. Agree with me or don't agree with me. I say this to my audience. I say this to the naysayers, but that's kind of that's where I am. I mean, I've tried to explain this with regards to Tupac. So in 1997, I was 17 years old and Tupac was a huge deal uh, and he got, he got killed. And everyone's like, you can't just like fake Tupac's death. You can't, he was so famous, you can't fake a death like that. But the reality is back then there weren't camera phones. There weren't like all the cameras were owned by six companies. I'll right? just say the individuals that I talked about earlier even know about the funeral and everything about it. So I do believe he was dead. Tupac was dead? Yeah, he's dead. Like I don't think he's alive. Oh, um, yeah, I, I'm indifferent on it. I don't, I don't really care, <laughs> you know, like, um, the, the whole is he or isn't anything. And this is one of the things too, I, and you would understand, you know, the further you go down that rabbit hole, you're just like, oh, fuck, I've asked so many questions. It's like, I don't care about this anymore. It's not about the fact it's about the, it's the backstory. Yeah. So whether he is alive or not, I mean, there's all these videos and all these, all the stuff that's surfacing now. Um, but regardless, the, 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 the actual topic at hand with that one is, they said it'd be impossible to, to fake his death. And what we don't understand is if six companies own the cameras and they say, we're turning the cameras off this guy, then as far as the television in 1997 is concerned, Tupac's dead. And if you said anything against that, you're crazy because it's not on television. Yeah. And so why I, why I find that to be, you know, uh, interesting is because that's legitimately everything. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I don't watch TV now. I get that. You know, you shouldn't watch TV um, because it's not just the news that's corrupting people. I feel it's the, it's the shows, you know, it used to be like, Oh, uh, TV is imitating life. It's not, it's creating it. It's creating this mentality. This, all the shows, every single show is subliminally fucking with the audience. I'm years old now. I haven't watched TV in over 17 or 18 years. So more than half of my life, I haven't watched TV, even more than that, because even as a child and stuff, I've never been a big person on TV. That's why like people name a celebrity or name a TV show or a movie. And I'm like, I genuinely do not know who that is, or I've never seen that movie. And they're like, what did you do growing up? I was like, I don't know. I built go-karts. I went out hiking. I went to the mountains. I learned how to hunt. I've done all kinds of stuff, like real world life stuff. I'm sorry. I don't know like the t- who's the cast of whatever TV show that is. <laughs> I think you just blew some people's minds because yeah, I mean, the, that's, that's a huge thing. You know, you're coming into, 
or we're coming into a reality and a realization that we've been tricked. You know, the, the, the cards are on the table and they can't pull this back. The celebrities that were going to blow whistles. I mean, uh, this huge me too flux, um, you know, we've got, you know, and, and I'm probably going to make some, some haters over here now for this one, but everybody stood up for everybody in me too. And nobody's standing up for the pedophilia. Nobody. You know, I just posted that yesterday, right? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. What, what was your post? I said, why, why did everybody stand up? Why did all the celebrities stand up for me too? But where are all the celebrities with Epstein? If they're all so intertwined and Epstein was all a part of Hollywood, where are all the celebrities speaking out on Epstein? Why are they completely silent? Literally was my post yesterday. That's funny. Maybe I did see it, um, but that's a thought that I've had for a long time. Um, because I, when I watch that sort of stuff, I mean, what's his name too? The um, uh, Harvey Weinstein is... He's yeah. pissing people off because he's out having dinner at places, right? Like, like this whole Me Too thing was contrived and nobody, nobody, nobody's willing to do it. Nobody's willing to talk about it, talk about the contrive. Nobody's willing to talk about that. Oh my God, I'm getting a little bit frustrated here. <laughs> Not at you, but at this, at the fucking world. So uh, we got Chris Cornell. We got Chester Bennington. We got Avicii. Um, we got Robin Williams. We got Amy Winehouse. Uh, we got uh, Anthony Bourdain. There's six. We got All the Mar- What's that? Bob Marley. You could even go back to Marvin Gaye. Like, there's a lot of like controversial deaths. Okay, but the the six that I mentioned were specifically linked to leaking uh, information about the sex rings. Like, prime example, the. Uh, the Avicii's last video music video was 100% about the, the, uh, the, the, the child sex trafficking. And then wow. he died. He died. Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington is the lead singer of I say this because you haven't been, <laughs> you haven't been watching stuff or listening to stuff, but Chester Bennington is the lead singer. I was growing up. I had suicidal tendencies at one point and Lincoln park definitely was like the band I listened to to save my life. Right. And so we've got Podesta, who is obviously his father. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at that facial structure, they are, they are two peas in a pod. Podesta had him killed. Right. And this is all over the Pizzagate thing. This is all over the sex scandal thing. Podesta is not an individual that was, as far as the, the story goes, was not his father. But yeah. there's, no, there's no way he wasn't his father. Yeah, they're definitely connected. Yeah. So he goes down and immediately after that, Chris Cornell goes down. Mm-hmm. And then if we think back to all of those uh, autoerotic asphyxiations, <laughs> David Carradine, guy from NXS, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we think about Prince. He died in an elevator. <laughs> like just, that's it. Right. And then we think of like David Bowie who just up and disappeared as well. Did you ever see the interview um, where David Bowie's talking about the death of David Bowie? Um, maybe, uh, I probably have, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. It's this guy. He's, he's like, yeah, I just, I was done being David Bowie <laughs> and it's David Bowie sitting there going, he's talking about the death of David Bowie in the funeral. He's like, I was just done being David Bowie. And then you realize this, all of this parlays back to the whole world's a stage. Every single one of those people on the television is working against us, which is such a huge stretch from anyone that's like, watch this. But if they're all in it together, something is up. And if they're all in it together, then, you know, who are they and who are we that they must deceive in such a way? 
and what is the true power and prowess of this? You and I, before we got on the, on the show, we're talking about um, the idea of Native Americans, uh, the black people being of the same ilk, being of, you know, being here, being already being here. And the story of importing uh, people from Africa is false. Mm-hmm. Why, that, why that one interests me as well is the, when, we talk about, uh, when we talk about a narrative, when we talk about um, control, Right, the division that runs so rampant with everybody is celebrities have this thing and everybody has to listen to celebrities. And then we have this idea. So it's not just celebrities, it's celebrities, it's the news, and it's politics. Mm-hmm. And these three items seem to be different, but they aren't. They are all items of the same ilk coming towards us. So when we, when we talk about the simple things, even into our dialect, there are Mexican-Americans, African-Americans, Chinese-Americans, Americans, right? The white people are Americans. So even if a white person doesn't want to be subjected to any form of racism, the fact that we don't have a, a prefix in front of our name subconsciously and subliminally makes us superior, whether we want to believe it or not. So if you're just an American... Right? You're not European-American. You're not this, you're not that. Like Even the dialect itself as handed to us is offensive. Yeah, that's you know? true. And we, we don't get, have... What's sorry? This, this whole conversation even gets into sovereignty and understanding your true power. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it just drives me, it drives me up the wall. So when we've got all these people out there being murdered and being killed, and we've got all these people and, and, and being lied to about it, like these people committed suicide these suicides we've so many suicides what was the story the clintons have 56 direct friends or direct like uh, you couldn't like one point of disconnect and they've all killed themselves (laughs) i shouldn't shouldn't be laughing but that's it so i went on a huge ramble here um and i tend to do that sometimes but when we talk about skin color when we talk about celebrity when we talk about political views and we talk about um uh me too movement and pedophilia and Jeffrey Epstein, literally all of them are intertwined and people are like, how can you, how can you intertwine all of those? How can you connect all those? Well, in a very shitty way, I just did it in about five, six minutes. So complicated. Yeah. And that's, I think that that's kind of the thing that, you know, that's kind of the thing that people need to talk about. People need to see this. So we aren't you and I, as we talk right now, we're not actually preaching to the choir. We're preaching to, Yes, people that believe in us. And yes, the conspiracy guys are really going to love this. Um, but the people that are trying to shake off depression um, need to hear this too. Because depression comes from the fact that you're still living in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where do you stand? Where do you stand on, on depression, anxiety? Or do you suffer with it? Do you live with it? Or is it a part of your life? How do you, yeah, how do you so deal with that? Um, my, my depression comes from my sister passing away four years ago, five years ago now. Um, that's, that's where my depression comes from. Um, but when it comes to like how society influences me, that's very, very minimal. Um, I'm not sure if you believe or have an understanding of what astrology is, but, um, you know, it's just the energies and how they work, but I, I'm a very earthly person. I have a lot of earth in my uh, my chart or in my energetic field, so it takes a lot to actually affect me. Um, I'm a very grounded person. Like I said, my sister, 
her passing from being 21 years old that that's what affects me the most um anxiety i definitely have anxiety when i have to public speak at my events or whatever it may be um i'm an introvert at the end of the day i like to be by myself i'm a pretty quiet human being and standing up in front of you know a group of people whether they're awake conscious or just random whatever it is i always have anxiety um so that's kind of where it comes from if anything but like you know when it comes to like how how like society affects me as an individual if anything i kind of laugh at it on how like they control everything and how everything's manipulated i laugh at it in a in more of a sarcastic way of like i can't believe they pulled this shit off i can't believe that <laughs> and have people leave away their lives and everybody's perfectly fine with it like m- most people just don't understand what the I guess, like, what is the question people ask? What is, like, the purpose of life? And most people just don't understand that the purpose of life is experiencing life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working a nine-to-five or whatever it is and working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, that is not experiencing life, and that's suppressing you. And, yeah, people just don't get that. So that's kind of, like, my mentality of it. So, like, I don't, I don't work anymore. I have my own CBD oil business that I was telling you about. Yeah. I'm an actor. I, I guess you could call me a blogger or whatever you want to call me a journalist with Instagram and stuff and that's pretty much what I do I'm, I'm gonna live my life to what resonates with me and what makes me feel happy and as long as I feel like I'm I'm doing good as in raising awareness you know doing the best for humanity and myself I'm cool and I'm happy with that doesn't really for me it doesn't matter how much money I make or anything along that line as long as I can kind of stay true to myself I'm pretty happy and content with all that. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's amazing and it's true. And I am sorry to hear about your sister. That would be, I understand that. That would be a very tough one for me to swallow. Of all the people on this planet, that would be a very tough one for me to swallow. Yeah. Behind that, but we're not going to get into that. (laughs) No, not not today. Uh, Okay, so I've kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm excited again, like I said, and and I'm talking all over the place. I want to know what your, what your biggest your biggest rabbit hole is right now, I guess for lack of a better term. Like what's the what's the one thing, if there is one, that has you sort of excited to look at or or question or the newest expanse inside your uh, inside your your thinky thinky brain? It's understanding Earth. It's understanding the the planet or whatever you want to call this, like where we live, how it works, how it functions what's above us, what's here, what's below us, and so on. On, on both a physical and energetic level is understanding stuff like that. When, um, I mean, if we were, really want to get into something deep or just like really quick sparks of mind, it's like... No, no, look at, feel free to dive deep. Go nuts. <laughs> look at the ocean and the sun's above the ocean. You have all these beautiful colors of blue, right? Dark blue, light blue, teal, all these different colors of blue. And then when the sun passes, the ocean turns dark. And, you know, information was presented to me that there's oceans above, you know, the skies, the firmament, however you want to label it. And I'm watching the sunset right now. And it's just crazy how our our sky represents the ocean and how the, the light over the ocean, you know, reflects or however you want to word it and stuff. And I, for me, that's the biggest, like, 
quote unquote conspiracy right now is just trying to understand what the fuck is above us and why do so many scriptures, whether they're mainstream religion or even predates mainstream religion, why do so many scriptures talk about waters crashing in and coming from above and so on? So that's like the biggest rabbit hole that I'm in right now, just trying to understand like the fucking planet that we live in. Like I mentioned astrology before. I know a lot of people, I mean, it's kind of a mixing. Some people are down with astrology. Some people can't stand it and hate it. Um, you know, so just before I even get into astrology, my biggest like influencer is Nikola Tesla. And Nikola Tesla was quoted saying to understand the universe, you have to understand energy, vibrations, and frequencies. And that's all astrology is. Astrology is understanding that when they say Virgo, Taurus, Leo, etc., whatever it is, is that those bodies in the sky those planets or those energy forces however you want to visualize it are sending energy vibrations to us and at that time and place of where you were born that shit's transmitted in you and i think that's that's irrefutable um on an energetic level so that's what i'm just trying to understand is how this shit all works type of deal how the stars work with us and you know how they rotate above us and all that flatters type of spiel and stuff like you could say I'm a flat earther at the end of the day. And that that's either a 50-50 split right there. Your audience is going to hate me or they're going to love me. It's one or the other when it comes to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm very open about that. That's not something that they're new to. Um, I've thought my way past the delivered flat earth. I think you and I spoke on that earlier. Um, but as, I, it's, as it's delivered, it doesn't make sense. Um, they told in both theories. Um, I just think that like a lot of people say flatter states say that it's flat right and possibly the land masses are flat but obviously what is above us and below us is not flat and when you start to like study religion and really dive deep into religion you understand you start to understand that the way we perceive information today and the way we communicate information today was totally different ten thousand even a thousand years ago so hmm. we everything in a literal context where language in general is a, an expression it's a description of what we're experiencing it's not a literal thing we take it literally because we've been brainwashed to, to think that way but really language is just a form of communication and describing what we're feeling seeing hearing taken literal so i mean yeah i don't know i i there's definitely a curvature above us but it's hard to find curvature when 70% of earth is water and water always finds a level. Well, and that's the one thing that, I mean, with regards to flat earth, that's the one thing that stands absolutely fact, factual and true. Um, that water always finds its own level and water doesn't bend. Water doesn't bend. I don't care. I, I, I can't, I can't even, even if people say, Oh sure. Water does bend, you know, buoyancy and density defunct or, 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 or get rid of gravity. If gravity was real, I could jump in the lake and I'd go right to the bottom. It wouldn't stop me. With regards to what's above us and below us, the way I look at it, I mean, like if you took a, if you took a, a glass and you were, you were at the lake or you were at a pool or whatever, you're, you're at the bathtub for Christ's sakes. If you take a glass, you turn it upside down and you push it flat down, you're going to capture all of that air inside that glass. Mm -hmm. You're going to push it down and... You can now have water all around the glass, but there's air inside the glass. 
exactly. <laughs> that's a hard pill for people to swallow right there, but that's what I was saying earlier. What's yeah. above? Um, and the firmament's above us. There, there's that, there's that, what is it? The, is it Arizona where they've got that massive asteroid uh, crater in the ground? We do have a crater here. I'm just, I mean, there's multiple ones of them, but I've seen it in my, with my own eyes, so I have seen it. Well, that, in theory, that is where the quote-unquote heavens above opened up and the water hit. Possibly. What's crazy is the petrified forest is, is in the same area, vicinity, kind of, of that area. And it's like the petrified forest was essentially all underwater at one point, or there was water there, and then it dried up, and voila, that's why everything looks that way. So, uh, interestingly, though, I, my take on the petrified forest is that it's, it's a distraction from the quote-unquote giant trees. Could be, yeah, it definitely could be. And you're familiar with petrified wood. You're familiar with the giant trees, right? Yeah. I have petrified wood in my house from, from the petrified forest. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the petrified forest. But what about, like, I'm, when I'm talking about the giant trees, I'm talking about... Uh, they're like, they're almost like mountains, but they're not. Yeah, the, 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 and the causeway, was it the, the, whatever, the great causeway, that, that um, octagular stones, that's, they're talking about that being the trees. And another thing too, sorry, I'm, I am, like I said, I'm pretty excited. All over the place. Crazy day. Um, the giants. I'm seeing this more and more, these, these rock faces, these sleeping giants all throughout the, the realm in which we inhabit. Yeah. The idea too about the flat earth, and, and, and this is what I talk about all this because the giant trees wouldn't work on the ball, obviously, um, but they exist and so similarly. And then, of course, the, the giants, uh, Moana and Disney was one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun fact, for a guy that never watched any Disney growing up, Obviously, you're familiar with how satan- Satanistic they are. Um, the, their name. Yeah, yeah, six, six, six. Um, the uh, we're talking about child kidnapping earlier, and we can get back to that. I mean, there's, you know, what? Next time you and I have a conversation, we should pick one topic and go at it for an hour. But for right now, we're we're all over the place. This is for everybody to get their face and their their, their teeth into something. I was just going to say, with, with Walt Disney, right? I know we're bouncing all around. Let's Most do people it. don't know that the FBI, CIA director created MK Ultra with Walt Disney. Literally, yes. it, where it came from. That's where subliminal messaging and subconscious programming, that's why television, television, and programming is right there in your face. So it's like yeah. Disney, the, the face of like lying and manipulating information. Gets into flat earth as well. Gets into controlling information. Disney owns a good portion of all media outlets in the entire world. They're one of the six companies. Yeah. If not the biggest of the six. They are. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, people, they mock you. They laugh at you, right? But you can see all those clips. Like, ask about the Illuminati. Like, they throw it in your face in in the Disney stuff. But the biggest one is, the biggest one uh, with regards to uh, the child Epstein, right, is the movie Monsters, Inc., Monsters okay. Inc. is the, the premise. Be, the, the premise behind the movie Monsters Inc. is these funny, cuddly monsters scare kids, and then and then the factory harvests the fear. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> right. So now people don't know what adrenochrome is for the most part, but well, shit, that is exactly what you know what's going on. Look at Celine Dion for Christ's sakes. They've taken her adrenochrome away. Her and Johnny Depp. These people are, these people are vampires. <laughs> I was going to say, like, 
people don't understand the energy exchange when it comes to saying like that Nikola Tesla quote, like if I was to ever get a tattoo, which I don't have any, I would get that tattooed on me because it resonates with every aspect of life. And, and, you know, I, we didn't get into this. We kind of have, kind of haven't, but we talked about subliminal, subliminal messaging, subconscious programming, et cetera, just even what you were just talking about. Most people ask me why, why do they do this? Why do they put out these images? Why do they subliminally tell you what's going on? And from my understanding, why they do it is the karmatic energy exchange. What they believe is that if they tell you their agendas and what they're going to do subliminally, consciously, whatever it is, and they tell you it, and we allow it to happen, that karmatic energy exchange is on us because we were aware of what was going to happen and we allowed it to happen. And some people might not agree with that, but my example is if I, and this is extreme, but if I was to tell you, hey, I'm going to go rape somebody and I actually go and rape them and you don't do anything to prevent that to happening, you're probably going to feel like shit at the end of the day, because you were aware of that action before it ever took place type of deal. Right. And that's an example of what they're actually doing with everything. They use numerology, symbolism, you know, different color schemes, whatever it is, all through all different things. They're literally telling us what they're going to do. And we're distracted by everything. So we don't stand up, which is why we stand up 9-11. We're so distracted. Or we got ride and heavy metals and chemicals in our body that are sedating us yeah they've they for, for the boomers okay boomer they've uh they've poured mercury into their teeth uh yeah. mercury aluminum the, the old fillings why is that a good idea but they're like whatever we do it doctors back in the day cigarettes don't cause cancer my right cigarettes cause cancer vaccines are healthy for you you're out of your mind and i say this to there's a ton of people out there that are doing the anti-vaxxing thing right and i say to them I'm not going to argue the merits of vaccination or not because there's a, there's a dichotomy that says you must vaccinate your children. I get that. I understand that that's what we've been told. But instead of arguing with me on this topic, do yourself a favor and look at the ingredients of the needle that that doctor is sticking into your tiny human. Yeah. And that's okay. all I say now when it comes to that. The biggest threat to humanity right now is chemicals, whether it's the food we eat, the water we drink, the airwaves we breathe, and so on. It's, it's a chemical warfare that's taking place right now on all different levels. And that's what's creating dysfunctional families, dysfunctional human beings, and so on. It's the biggest threat right now. Yeah. And to your point with vaccinations, it makes no logical sense to inject yourself, especially a newborn human being, with what, like some of these vaccinations or whatever throughout a, a couple weeks to months is like 70, 80, up to 120, 130 vaccinations. There's no logic whatsoever in that. And then like you said, start looking into the actual ingredients and, and it's insane what their human fetuses, animal fetuses, all the different heavy metals and toxins and chemicals are in there. It makes no logical sense to put that in your body. And then from there, we could jump. I know we're trying to stay on subject, but then you could jump into five. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> and all those frequencies that project out a frequency and all heavy metals are conductors of frequencies. So it's just magnifying whatever frequency they want to put out. It's just, it's crazy how deep we could go with this. Oh, 100%. And 5G is one of the ones that, you know, I, I, I advocate against. I, I, I need a cell phone. 
It's it's just an, an inevitability. Um, the last phone that I picked up was the Galaxy S10, mm-hmm. and this phone uh, has its 3.5 audio jack, so there's no Bluetooth, uh, mm-hmm. and it is not 5G ready. So I understand that 5G is out there and that it is floating around and it's taking people. You know, people are loving it. They turn the television on and they see that they can get a 5G phone. They're all about it. I want to be able to watch my Disney faster. <laughs> but but for me i i don't want that i don't want that in my pocket i don't want to draw attention from the 5g towers to me if i don't have to 4g is not much better but it's, well actually it is a little it's quite a bit better a lot better like the amount of frequency per, per, pushed out by 4g and 5g is like hundreds of times of difference it's mm-hmm. insane how more powerful 5g is it's misleading that they even call it 5g it should be called like 500g type yeah. of deal because like insane yeah and they, that, go ahead you know real developed that technology 5g they did all the research and development on 5g they literally invented and created that technology you know what israel did after all the research and development they banned the technology of 5g in their occupation yeah like, it's, I don't, it's not allowed in israel but on, on that topic too, since we are doing the little hopty dance, which I'm okay with, the, uh, the, the, the tech has been around for a long time. Like we could have had quote unquote 5G. We could have had it decades yeah. ago. And the interesting thing is we had to make it look like this was, this was uh, you know, we, we built up to this. We as a human species. I talked about in the beginning. That's what they do. We, yeah, we got it. We, we're coming together as a team and we're building this for you. They are hundreds and hundreds of years ahead of us on tech. And these UFOs that people keep talking about, that's good. And one of the ones that I like, um, I mean, okay, so first and foremost, anyone that's still listening to this that was like humming and hawing about conspiracies, you know you're in this because you love the actual topic right now. But there will come a time, I would have to say, within the next 60 days, that Andrew will kill himself, quote unquote, kill himself. Prince Andrew. He will be suicided. Now, I say that because these are the things that you can predict. Mm-hmm. And similarly, with regards to the heavy metals that are going into the air, people denouncing chemtrails, which you literally can't now, um, all the heavy metals going into the air, all the 5G, all the tech, every single one of these things, just like you and I bounced around from uh, pedophilia to the Me Too to slavery to uh, African, uh, Mexican, you know, the, the labeling, all of that stuff, that's all interconnected. This is also interconnected. This uh, Project Bluebeam is what they initially talked about it. But yeah. there is, there's a correlation between what's going on in the air and what, what they're doing, what they're putting in the sky, and then the quote-unquote alien invasion leading towards the, the one world government, which is, is, seems to be kind of the push they're going for. And what people don't seem to understand either, or people won't understand because it's not on television, is that if the whole world is a stage, then every single one of the leaders, quote unquote leaders, like the political powers, these people that we, for whatever reason, accept power. They're, yeah, yeah, you're my leader, sure, whatever. They're all in it together. They're all in cahoots. It's all a game that they're playing. It's already like that. That's what the Bilderberg meetings are and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like they're already, they're already having their private, they've been having their private meetings and talking about economy and the future states of whatever it is, whatever topic we want to talk about. Yeah, and they were saying, you know, small things like, you know, oh, it's just ironic that the Bushes have had such a run politically, right? But 
people don't understand that the, the they don't so many people don't understand the illusion of democracy yeah. right and the idea that we don't we don't even need it we don't need democracy we don't need any of this stuff like like but in this this all of this every last thing that we talked about today pulls Most me people understand what democracy is like real democracy is like an animals like a herd of deer have real democracy meaning there's an alpha deer and they he he's in charge of everything but if all the deer want to cross the river at this point the alpha deer follows suits and then gets back in charge in a sense and protects the herd whatever it is and that's how real democracy works we're not a democracy we do whatever the fuck they say and that's the conversation that's not what democracy is yeah and if you don't do it you go to jail and that's a lot of fun yeah. Um, and that's another thing too. So, I mean, we think about jail, you know, if jail exists, then we don't face the fact that we're prisoners in our own country. Yeah. You get a, you got a passport. Well, there's your, you know, there's your day stamp. You can leave for a bit, but we know where you are and people are, I'm laughing at the walls. You guys are putting walls up in, in the States, the Mexico wall. Um, it's just the first one. There's going to be a Canadian wall too. I'm sure of it. Right. And it's, it's not about keeping anybody out. <laughs> Like, like Walmart's, I mean, you're, are you familiar with the Walmart, the, the whole story of the Walmart concentration camps and, and why yeah. they've built what they've built on the railroads that they've built them on? 100%. I exposed all this a few years ago. Yeah. This is all stuff that, that is, it's just stuff that once you've exposed it, once you've, once you've gone through it, you, like somebody like you and I, we just add it to our knowledge and we take from it when we need to, to connect it to something else, right? The whole era of militarizing police and all the coffins that were found and so on and stuff. So they're they're well ahead of preparing for some kind of mass, whatever you want to call it, whether it's the alien invasion or whatever it's going to wind up being. Well, they've got, okay, so if people want to talk about that, we've got the alien invasion uh, that's coming. Um, and just like, Ep- or not Epstein, uh, Andrew's going to be dead soon. The alien invasion is coming. Um they can synthesize, I guess, appearances in space, like holograms in the sky with the metals that they're spraying. Uh, and they've got the DEWs that they've been, they've been burning down California with. Now that's one, actually, I would love if we, if we, if we spoke straight for a hot minute, yeah. what, uh, what is your take on the DEWs and what they're doing in California? Like, what is that all about? I think it's a mixture of, of do and smart meters. I, I, it's, I don't know what one is doing it more than the other, but I, I do believe it has more to do with smart meters than it does with do, if I'm being honest. Um, I feel like, I forget what country it is. I was just reading on this like two days ago, but one of the countries banned smart meters. I think it's Norway. Um, mm-hmm. Norway is like one of the most sustainable type countries on all different levels. And Norway doesn't have smart meters because, you know, the capabilities of those meters. So essentially what they're doing is they're putting out a high voltage through that smart meter and then igniting the house on fire. And that's why you're seeing the house on fire, but the grass and the bushes and the trees on the same property perfectly fine. Um, it could be due as well. I'm not sure. Tr- I don't want to dismiss that. But I, I do think it's more of the smart meters doing that. And maybe do has more to do with the actual uh, quote unquote wildfires that are taking place. Um, did you ever see the whole map of like where Tesla wants to build his underground highway? And it just happens to be that that's where the majority of the fires are taking place. 
I saw a map. I didn't. It wasn't Tesla. It was um. It was an LRT. Oh, but, maybe I'm mixed up then. But yeah, it was that. Yeah, I I did see that the the LRT map. They wanted to put this in place, but they couldn't because I guess lands were protected. Um, I, I'm interested by it too because here's here's another narrative we know about the powers that be talking about us and in California and, and keeping with that topic. For years and years and years, we were programmed to um, question the San Andreas Fault, for example, right? We were told for, for all of the, all of 20, from 2000 to 2010, we were told that the San Andreas, San Andreas Fault. Fault. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's weird. I'm getting a feedback loop. Are you there? Do you hear me? I hear yeah, you. I'm here. Uh, so the San Andreas Fault was going to drop Los Angeles into, into the river, right? And then something took place. There was a there was a shift somewhere along the way, in the powers that be, the the, the powers that be up top that they're fighting over whatever it was. Um, I don't think Trump, for example, I don't think Trump is a savior by any means. Uh, I, he's obviously one of them, but he's not the one that they like. He 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 changed the course of what they were doing and what they were planning because all of that took place, and then the San Andreas Fault disappeared, and the wildfires took over. So we're no longer going to drop Los Angeles into the water. We're going to do something else with it. But there hasn't been a single mention of the San Andreas fault since I don't know, the rock did a movie in 2012. Wow. That's crazy. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, th- we've all been pre-programmed. I mean, you're familiar with the San Andreas fault, right? And, and yeah. if you think, if you think back to your youth, how many times did you hear the term? We are overdue for the massive quake. We are overdue for the big one. Yeah. Right. I, they, I mean, they were poking at it. They were poking yeah. at it with the baseball. They had the, the San Francisco, you know, people lost their lives. They threw the earthquake out there. Um, and California was in, in dire straits during the baseball game, like at, at that moment in time, which wasn't by accident, obviously. But then mm-hmm. there's been none. There's been no follow-up earthquakes. They've changed the narrative. They've switched the earthquakes, which again is your frequencies. Frequencies change the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting to think all of that in California. Yeah. I mean, yeah. California is like one of the most crazy states in general. Like I, I can't live there. I can't be, I don't want to even go there just because of everything. Literally everything is related in California. I'm good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And people are like, Oh, Hollywood, how fancy went Hollywood witchcraft, right? The Holly, the witches, the spells, everything yeah. came from the, the Holly tree. Just trafficking, pedophilia, like everything is right there. Even like say the quote unquote, like, zombie apocalypse like their homeless population there is insane and and a lot of those people who are homeless are actually insane human beings like i i i feed the homeless people i'm a part of organizations throughout the country when it comes to that but like the los angeles homeless community a lot of them look like they would eat your face off type of deal so i i just feel like it's a testing ground for all different things and they're the most like privileged. A lot of those people in LA are the most privileged people or the most distracted people. So that's why they're able to push all these crazy agendas and have these sex trafficking and all this stuff that that's going on there. And Hollywood essentially is the, like the foundation of where all that funnels through. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation of deception. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it, it, I don't know, it's just crazy. And, and like, you know, we're, we're, there's, there's, we've, we've shattered all tangent strings there's nothing's connected anymore except it's all connected uh in in this podcast (laughs) but what i i wanted to say too is like when you when you really do when you look at all this stuff and it seems like we were talking about a thousand different topics but really every single thing boils down to us versus them 
which is what I stated earlier, who are we to them that they need to do this to us? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've done some, some like when you, when you really dig introspectively and when you really pull it in, when you pull it all in, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing that we can truly be sure of is that we exist. And sure. our consciousness is real. Every single other thing is something that we've observed and formed an opinion on. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, when you when you sort of look at it that way and you look at this, the necessary evils, the questions of this, the dissension, the the the, the myth, of the everything that goes into it. If we are, if the one thing that is for sure is us, then then the rest of it is here to teach us how to feel, how to like, how to love, how to grow. And if we sort of win, if we if we go through all the levels and we win the game, maybe that's what's next. Maybe maybe somewhere we take a VR helmet off and and now we're into the next level, you know? Yeah. That gets into the matrix and things like that. Remember how the matrix is? They're just they're all uh, being programmed. They're all in that like cocoon or whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, but I mean, the way, okay. So the matrix is, uh, did you ever see the matrix? I know you don't watch movies, but did you ever see the matrix? I, I even talked to the lady who originally wrote the matrix and the, and Terminator and they stole the idea from her. So yeah, I'm very well like connected when it comes to the Terminator and the matrix. Terminator. I want to talk about, do you still have time? We've been on this for an hour and 20 minutes. You and I have been connected here, but yeah, I probably got to get off pretty soon here, but I could go for a little bit more. All right. So the matrix, are you, I mean, the matrix is, is some people may not know this, but the Wachowski brothers wrote the matrix and subsequently at different times, like years Wrong. apart, the two of them got sex changes. So the Wachowski wow. brothers are now the Wachowski sisters subsequently. <laughs> and it was like four or five years apart, but they both did it. And it's just a very weird thing that two people would release something that seems to be just them and their ideas. And they would make a movie out of it. And then mm-hmm. they would, they would get sex changes. You know, I, you know what, if you want to get a sex change, go for it. I mean, but you're, you're quote unquote bastardizing God. I don't have this opinion, but it is of the opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to just be like, I get it. Like if you're, if you're super tight with your brother and he gets a sex change and you have to be super tight with your brother to also want to chop your wiener off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, I, there's more to it there. I mean, I, just statistically there has to be more to it. But what here, it's a chemical, in my opinion, it's a chemical imbalance is what creates all that, what, whether it's transgender and so on. It's a chemical imbalance that's happening. Whether you're in control or if it's out of your control, that's up for debate. There are probably people who are born into this world with the wrong gender or sexuality, and it's out of their control, and that's just who they are. But I also believe that there are people who have a chemical imbalance, whether it's through vaccinations or through chemical drugs that they have taken and so on. Or, or just manipulating of frequencies in their head of programming that have led people down that path type of deal. But at the end of the day, I think it comes down to a chemical imbalance. Yeah. And, and it, you know, when you, <laughs> it's funny because when we were kids, what do you, you get a fucking chemical imbalance, right? That used to be a burn, but now it's like, are, do you have a chem? Are you okay? Did, did they yep. stick the wrong needle into you? You yeah. know, 
And it's so funny too, because if we, when we talk about the chemical imbalance, we talk about the doctors, if I'm standing there and I've got a needle in my hand and I'm like, Hey, bring your kid over to me and stick this in his arm. Right. You'd be like, uh, fucking call the police. You're going to jail, bud. Right. But if I really wanted to stick your kid and I had tons of cash and I put on a white coat and I bought some TV time and I gave you an address to bring your child down to, now you're bringing your children to me and I'm sticking them with a needle. And there's no difference between me and my lab coat and some crazy dude on the street other than our indoctrination. Remember that whole ADD, you know, saying growing up and stuff like all kids oh, yeah. have ADHD and then they start giving them a bunch of fucking chemicals to calm them down. It's like, no, motherfucker. Kids are hyper. Some kids are more hyper than other kids. It's mm-hmm. a part of being a kid. Like, go look at like a baby elephant for crying out loud. They run around and they're freaking crazy. But an adult elephant is very calm and collect. It's like, it just shows that we are crazy as kids. But anyway, that was the whole, that was the whole part of them creating those chemical imbalances uh, for my generation was the whole ADD type of deal and stuff. And I remember that my mom trying to give me like Ritalin and all kinds of shit. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why don't you give me some CBD oil or give me like, let me smoke some marijuana real quick. And so that will calm my ass down organically with no chemicals involved. Well, that's just it though. But you know, you can take the chemicals which are legal and, and good for you, or you mm-hmm. can pick a mushroom or a plant out of the ground and go to jail. Yeah. And people insane. don't question, people don't question yeah. that either. Um, really you know, it's crazy. You can drink alcohol and you can go beat your wife or you can smoke a joint and like chill it on the couch. Right. right. Nobody gets fucking high and goes beat, goes and beats up a community. If you, I would love to see a couple of UFC guys smoke huge joints and then like get another ring and be like, all right, boys, have at it. <laughs> Let's see, see what you can do. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz got in a lot of trouble. Um, not Nick Diaz, the one who just fought. Nate Diaz, his older brother. Um, he got in, a, I know the Diaz brothers because the vegan and CBD oil, but um, Nate Diaz got in trouble uh, in one of his fights, I believe when he was fighting back with pride because he smoked weed prior to the event type of deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's the same with that, that Sean kid, the snowboarder, right? They took his gold medal away from him because he had weed in his system. I'm like, it's not a performance-enhancing drug by any means. Right. Um, and and Phillips, the, the swimmer dude, I don't know if he ever got punished by it, but he got like a lot of criticism from it. I think it's funny. Society's like, drink all the poison you want. I mean, I want to talk about Terminator. So I want, to br- I want to bring that back up because it sounded important. It sounded like there's a connection. I want to know, I love the Terminator franchise, even though it's a pile of shit movies. There's something about it that just, that just spoke to my soul because there's a message to it. The end of the world, the apocalypse, the machines, time travel, um, all that stuff. There's something more to it. And so I want to, I'll, I'll touch base and scoop your knowledge on that one. But the, the man, the, I think I just lost my train of thought on that. There's too much, too many topics going on right here. Fuck. We're talking about, we're talking about Phillips. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about uh, poison, alcohol. So you, you don't drink. Now I, for years and years and years. I do drink occasionally. I'm not somebody who just drinks to drink, but like I will have a drink every once in a while. I'm not against it. I'm for moderation or intentions. My intentions behind having a drink isn't to get drunk or shit face or to lose myself. It's more of like a casual type thing. But like, I, I prefer kombucha. Like I love a high, most people don't know there's kombuchas with eight, nine, 10% alcohol. 
in it and stuff like leveled it it will get you more shit faced and freaking like having a shot of henny or a couple shots of henny and stuff like that and it's actually good it will clean out your guts and stuff that's what alcohol in in the beginning fermenting you know all that stuff it's what its purpose was to clean you out but some somebody eventually started figuring out that oh shit we could create a lot of money getting these fucking people drunk and all the consequences that come after that have you t- have you taken a look at the uh, the the alcohol and the consuming of spirits? I mean, I'm I'm very aware of it and why they call it spirits, and you know, yeah. Then so, that that's one of those things that's like for me, it was one of those pushes. It's like fuck, I just I need to not do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I consumed, boy, did I consume! I everything, man. When I was when I was younger, I was trying to fill a void, this depression. I was trying to fill this void cocaine and alcohol whores bacon like lots of pork right i consume tons of it uh all this all this stuff that you don't think about and when i quit i quit everything cigarettes i quit everything i just said enough is enough i quit everything because i'd already done it to death which i hold on, i want to mention when you mentioned tobacco earlier tobacco yeah. is actually a very healing plant organic tobacco is used in all forms of shamanism and everything uh it's the chemicals that they introduce with the the sticks the cancer sticks uh, um, cigarettes that's what's really harmful for you but actually like smoking organic tobacco it has a lot of health benefits I actually prefer to smoke weed which is more of a female plant and tobacco which is more of a male plant together and it creates a very balanced mind and body high it's a well, powerful where do you get your uh, where do you get your organic or all natural tobacco uh, Denver, Colorado. So I'm, I'm grateful and lucky that my best friend grows hemp, cannabis, and, and tobacco type of deal. So I get it all from there. But I'm also friends with David Avocado Wolf, who lives in, uh, well, he lives in Toronto, up, up north Toronto and Hawaii. And I'm also able to get organic tobacco from him. But you could, it's something you could just buy online, essentially. You could just look for a very high quality organic you know tobacco grower and you could buy tobacco that way yeah interesting uh, i i personally i mean i'm so happy to have my lungs back i'll never stick anything back in there mm-hmm. uh, it uh but it's 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 an interesting thing you know um the hardest one of all of them the hardest one to give up was pork and that was easily the worst one for you but the reason it was so hard to give up was because it was the one that you don't think is the worst for you um yeah. And you're like, well, it's just bacon, you know, but it is more of a carcinogen than cigarettes. Yeah. And it's like, it's the, it's like every religion and every more educated sect of individual, whether they eat meat or not, don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. So why is there a, a conglomerate or a group of people still eating pork? <laughs> because we, we're idiots, you know? And, and it, it's There's like, no- I, fast food and it's like bro how do you not know in 2019 that fast food is not good for you it's yeah it's more than not good for you it's it's absolutely detrimental and of course now let's talk a little bit about conspiracies for the whole hour (laughs) which is beautiful um there's human meat human meat in mcdonald's yeah and they and people like oh you're mad i'm like you can i mean i've been told that you can take any burger from any mcdonald's anywhere and if you can get it into a testing plant they'll tell you what's in there and human meat, human comes back. Human DNA will come back 99% of the time. And another story about that is if you guys like your Big Macs out there, just remember that these are the dead bodies all ground up from the people that went missing from Pizzagate. The kids after the adrenochrome has gone, they go to McDonald's. 
So I don't know if that's true or not because I have no proof, but that's a story and you might want to look into it. Um, yeah. I don't deny it how sick and twisted it is. They, they found horse meat and that stuff, like all kinds of shit. It's well, disgusting. Horse meat doesn't bother me. Um, you know, and here's why horse meat doesn't bother me. I personally I am, understand, but it's still weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird only because we think it's weird. I mean, there's there, I am personally am working my way towards veganism. Um, not, not for any other reason than I'm listening to my body and mm-hmm. my body is, my body's getting lethargic when I eat certain things. Um, yeah. my garden, for example, is getting bigger and bigger, but even in my own garden, I know that there's shit in the sky that's screwing with me. So mm-hmm. there's a ton of stuff that you can and can't eat, but my body is telling me what, what I can and can't eat. And I'm, I'm gradually losing weight. Um, but I'm also toning up like, like without even trying or I, like, I'm yeah. just like, just basically just trying to find out what's working with my body as I age. Uh, and as the chemicals and everything gets worse, I'm actually getting healthier because I'm in tune with what's happening inside my head and inside my body and inside all of this sort of stuff. At the end of the day, our, our like ancestors from wherever you're from ate mostly a plant-based diet. I'm vegan myself, but I'm not like one of those hardcore vegans, like you should be vegan type of deal. I just say reduce your amount of suffering type of deal. If that anyway, yeah. most of our ancestors ate plant-based. They all had farms and agriculture systems for that. The only time, I don't want to say the only time, but the main time that they would introduce meat into their diet is traveling over an extended period of time where they couldn't have farms or the winter and sings along that lines. But like they didn't have fact, obviously they didn't have factory farms back in the day and stuff. They went out and hunted and then brought that back, but they weren't going out and hunting every single day and then eating meat every single day. It was probably something introduced in their diet just once a week or even, even less than that. Um, we're, we're supposed to be mainly plant-based and I know even some vegans listening to this might be like, no, we should all be a hundred percent vegan. Which I'm cool with. I'm down with, I'm vegan as well, but I do believe that not all human beings can be vegan and I'm cool and open with saying that. I do believe that some people need to have whatever it is, a different, they, they need to be able to get their minerals from other things than plants. Their bodies don't break down the plants and get all the minerals, vitamins from that. But I know holistic vegan, holistic doctors that will argue that we could go for days when it comes to diet. I just say, try to be a good human being yeah. and less suffering. Well, and that's the thing too. I mean, like we live in a, we live in a world too. Like this is, this is a funny thing that like we got that uh, Yulin dog festival, for example, um, where, where, where they eat the dogs and we've got. They torture them and then eat them. Yeah. Now I'm not going to talk about the torture. I'm just going to mm-hmm. talk about them rounding up dogs and eating them. Yeah. And the culture that we have here, all these people, all these arrogant, ignorant people, no offense. <laughs> I know where you're going. They, I, I wasn't offending you. I just said no offense to those arrogant, ignorant pricks. Yeah. No offense to those people. Um, they want you to sign the petition yeah. to, not, to not do this. Now, I understand that it's torture, right? But you eat chicken, right? Yeah. We, we decimate that animal. Yeah. And you eat it. You don't care, right? And, that's, and, and this is the thing, too. Now, imagine the Indians were like, don't eat cow. Uh, all these the, the Indians, India outnumbers us, right? They're going to sign a petition. The same people that signed the don't eat dog petition, those people are going to look at a petition from India and go, well, I guess we can't eat cow now, right? right? 
there's so much arrogance that goes into this world and that, and that, and that everyone's like, you can have your points and you can, you can be completely content with your points, but to push them onto others as if I have to take part in your psychosis, right. it's not, it's, it's so, it's so asinine, uh, best way to put it. But again, with regards to diet, you hit the nail on the head. I, I'm not pro meat. I'm not anti meat. Um, I would never chase something down in a field and rip it apart and eat it, mm-hmm. which I think the other meat eaters do. <laughs> I've never seen a cat use a stove. Yeah. So um, now, and I understand that. And I understand that things change. I'm, I'm a hunter. I literally hunted living in Arizona. In Arizona, I've done the whole like nine, ten yards, whatever you want to call. It. I've done everything when it comes to that. And stuff. I respect hunters more than I expect a, a consumer who just goes to the store, buys the package of meat, and cooks it type of deal. Because the hunter, A, isn't contributing to suffering. Um, and, and I know vegans will argue that to a point, but factory farming is the, at the end of the day, most vegans are vegan because of factory farming. Like, that's like the honest truth. It's what goes on in factory farming is wrong on every single level. There's nothing about factory farming that is right. It's right. wrong. And that's why most people go vegan or that's why most people reduce the amount of meat that they're eating because they realize that. It's true. And that is, we went into the vegan topic and I didn't mean to, cause I know you're running low on time. Um, I love the idea of it. And like I said, for me, I'm going that way because my body's talking about it. And I also, in the back of my mind, have a very hard time eating something with a face. Yeah. Um, I didn't always have that. I do now. And you know, you're not supposed to be who you were five minutes ago. You don't need to be, you can do whatever you want. If you want to go vegan, go vegan. Uh, and for me, I'm already lactose intolerant. So the majority of my, like, I wouldn't go vegetarian. It would just naturally be vegan. Yeah. Um, I've now, never, Personally, I've never felt better being vegan and like I've been vegan for about four years now and I cold turkeyed it. I literally went from eating meat and stuff to vegan and I've never felt better in my life. And that quote that I brought up earlier with Nikola Tesla is understanding vibration, frequencies and energy. When you're consuming anything, you're, you're consuming that energy. If that energy went through suffering and, and et cetera, you're consuming that. And that can literally physically, chemically be proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just like, I rather eat plants at the end of the day. I feel a lot better. Consciously. What, what, I mean, uh, where, I think where the con- conspiracy theory community would have an issue with this. I, I shouldn't even say conspiracy theory. I should say fucking free thinker community, you know, yeah, thought, you know, this is, it's the truth. You know, we are open-minded to stuff. If you, you either believe what you're told blindly or you're a conspiracy theorist, there's no 50, 50 and it's kind of fucked up. But the problem with veganism now, and you had mentioned your friend from Toronto, I'm actually in Toronto. I'm talking to you from Toronto right now. Um, I, I love it. I love Toronto. Like Markham. I, I pretty much know all the areas I've been to Toronto probably like 12, 13 times. I love it there. Beautiful. I'm just, I'm just South. I'm out in Mississauga. Okay, Miss. Uh, yeah, I like Mississauga too. Yeah, it's not bad out here. Um, it's uh, it's it's the vegan hit is a problem because Jay Z and Beyonce are pushing it, and all the super celebrities are pushing it. So there's an agenda behind it. Being vegan for the sake of being vegan, growing your own plants, and doing your best to not be a douchebag in general—that's yeah. a good idea. But our food. There's no regulation on our food, especially in Canada. There's a trick 
to these organic pricks out there, right? So everything can come off the farm and do this and do that, and they can do whatever they want with their organic stuff. There isn't a single regulation that says, uh, we have, I'm sure you do down there as well, but we have, quote unquote, we have these misters in the veggie aisles. Mm-hmm. And anything can be in there. It's true. That's why, that's why I try to advocate for shopping local because most local farmer markets probably don't have those little mister systems. And it's yeah. from one place to another immediately. Like you could buy organic, but you'll see like organic from Chile, organic from Mexico, organic from wherever. It's yeah. like, so from the time it's been, you know, cut and harvested and transported to wherever its final destination is, it's probably no longer organic. And yeah. it's fucking plastic on top of that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to it. So you could be fully vegan and we could be fully prepared to have a vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, the vegan the options that we're getting are, are, are tainted if we're not we careful. Should- food plant-based diet veganism is more of a lifestyle being whole food plant-based because a beyond burger an impossible burger or or food grown in a lab that's considered vegan and i'm like there's the agenda for you if if somebody wants to argue and debate that veganism is agenda i'm down for it but just be specific in what you're talking about because food grown in a lab is absolutely an agenda that's disconnecting you from source Animals in the wild, that's a source. That, that's from creation. Plants grown out in a field and so on, that's from source and creation. But food grown in a lab, now you're getting into like, you know, a whole nother rabbit hole of things. So that's, to me, that's, some people will consider that vegan and it, it is to a, a degree, but I don't consider that's that. That's soulless, soulless living meat. That's what those things are. They say plant-based, uh-uh. Like that Not, is, that is, it, it bleeds. It's chemicals. That's all that is. It's a whole bunch of chemicals and isolates and it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about Terminator 2. (laughs) (laughs) What, what is, what you had said, you know, she wrote the Terminator 2, she wrote the Matrix. What's the connection? Is there, do you have a story or was I just excited for nothing or is there, is there? I don't, I forget this lady's name. I've been trying to think about it since I, I brought it up, but I follow her on Instagram. It, she was sent, like somebody sent me her information and I was told this before that the Matrix and Terminator, and I know this just in general with Hollywood, that a lot of things are, they steal the stories from other people or they steal an idea, a show from other people and then they, they capitalize on it. And, um, from my understanding is that this lady wrote Terminator and Matrix, all of them, and like the idea of it and everything, they stole it from her and then they created, you know, these monster movies out of them and she sued them. I believe she even won, but she never got any money for it type of deal. Um, It's a fucked up situation. In fact, if you remind me, I'll send you her information and then maybe you could dive deeper on this. I wish I remembered more about this it's just been a couple of years since I, oh, yeah, had, no. I i pulled that one out of the air too how would you know that that would be an interest to me yeah so but when it comes to like hollywood like we were talking about earlier or especially the matrix and terminator is they're literally telling us what their agenda is what's yeah. going to happen and we're going to allow it and in both of those movies there's references to 9-11 the id card or the the license of neo had September 11th, 2001 on there. And um, I forget what Terminator it is, 
but he's driving into like a pretty much a wash or uh where the water runs through and on the sign above him it says caution 9-11 on it type of deal and a lot of hollywood movies i'm sure your audience and you're aware of have a lot of 9-11 references in it back to your future and like all different types of movies and and tv shows have like 9-11 relationships to it and stuff so again they're telling us what's going to happen subliminally subconsciously and we allow the shit to happen because we think it's a form of entertainment yeah it it's uh it's definitely it's definitely a a, a powerful piece um i mean if you look at if you're versed biblically and you watch the transformers that is a story of the nephilim yeah um it, it's like to a t um same with the x-men the x-men do that as well it's funny the, the one of the scenes like the final x-men they're taking out the bad guy and and the bag and his final words just before he explodes is in the end all will be revealed yeah and that and that was it and then the movie ended i'm like what the? they are really pushing this narrative think about with transformers right when they finally kill like megatron and then they dump them in the ocean, right? It's like, what the fuck did they do to Osama bin Laden? Or what did they say they did to Osama bin Laden? They finally yeah. killed the motherfucker, drop him in the ocean. Most like, wanted man in the world, they just rolled him into the creek. Sure. Right? It makes no sense. This is still the same guy that was broadcasting from a cave, and I can't get a signal in my... In my, in my and it my started world. to get younger as the years went on. He had a gray <laughs> beard in the beginning, and then when he died, his, his beard was black. Somebody gave him that just for men stuff. I use it. I love it. Just for men. Y'all can pay me. That's funny. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll break into the wrap, but you spoke of the, 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 the waters above and so below uh, my curious question. And let's end it on this note. Let's end call number one on this note, because we are doing this again. Um, sure. But uh, what do you think the moon is? What do you think the story is with that? What, with, where have you gone on that, that research? When you look at it, you know, we've got the ability to zoom right into it. What do you think it could possibly be? Or what's your opinion of the moon? Man, that's the one thing that I'm like, I don't know. Because there's so much, so much information or conflicting information when it comes to it. It's like crazy. I, honestly, I don't know what the fuck the moon is. Is it some kind of rock or, you know, whatever that's somehow floating or levitating above us type of deal with the magnetic field? I mean, we know, like I know that the moon puts out its own light. It's not reflecting light off the sun. It's a colder light yeah. than the darkness of night type of deal, um, which is why they call it a lunar body. Um, it's a negative energy, if you want to say. Um, I don't. I honestly, I don't know what the fuck the moon is, and it's one of my favorite questions to ask flat Earth <laughs> in that community. Is like, what do you think the moon is? Because it's it's crazy. You hear about like where they shot like a missile ladder or something, or, or an asteroid hit it, whatever it was. Something hit the moon, and then they said it rang down, and like people on Earth could actually hear like the moon ringing. I don't know how truthful that story is, but there's stories of that. Well, like, now I have to look into that, don't I? <laughs> There's like, I don't know, there's so much crazy information when it comes to the moon and what it is and like how we're able to actually physically see it. But then there's stuff of like the moon kind of disappearing uh, with like lunar or solar eclipse, whatever one it is, where it becomes translucent. I mean, there's parts, you, you ever look at the moon or you could actually YouTube this or look at it yourself. See right through it. See right through it. So I that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the fuck the moon is. It's so crazy. It's like kind of, 
it's kind of beyond our, our, our comprehension because of how we've been programmed to understand the universe and how we see things at this physical level when we, we still don't understand like how light and sound and vibration works. And I was going to mention this er earlier to kind of, dis kind of disprove gravity of cymatics. When you introduce vibration, you are able to levitate things. And it doesn't matter how heavy that item is. If the frequency is correct, you can levitate whatever it is. And that gets into like how the pyramids were made or how they carved stone back into the day is most likely they use cymatics. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go too crazy here right now with the moon, but I don't know what the fuck it is if I'm being completely honest. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to wrap on the moon, but when you talked about levitation, you know, there's, there's obviously there's talk of the giants, the giants that built the pyramids, uh, because the pyramids and the, the Mayan pyramids, the uh, Egyptian pyramids, the mm -hmm. Arctic and Chinese pyramids, and the ones that are underwater are all built the same, mm -hmm. um, and people don't know that, like they're built identically, and yeah. and and they 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 stood the test of time right now. The vibration is a theory, giants is a theory, uh, all of this stuff is a theory, and. If they all, if they're, if they're all built, you know, and they all have a purpose and they're all built identically at different points in the earth, you know, that's another question in and of itself. Did you, did you Back to, what? Did you hear the story? I've posted on it before. I, maybe I could find it and send it to you where the guy in the United States, I forgot where he is, but he built a pyramid on his property and then he built like three other pyramids and then he coated them with 24 karat gold and like a literally a river rose from his land and now he has a river running through his property type of deal. So it's like the pyramids legit have some kind of energy exchange, the way how they're created and whatever it is. Another thing is, you know, the three pyramids in, in uh, Egypt, you know, they align to Orion's belt, you know, a certain time of the year when the when those three stars are directly above. And that kind of proves, I actually had a conversation with Graham Hancock about this. And he kind of like didn't have much to say afterwards because it kind of disproved a heliocentric sphere model. It's like, you know, if Earth ever turned on its axis, which is a part of the heliocentric model, the pyramids would never align to the stars, to especially to Orion's belt where they're built. And then like you mentioned the Mayans and the Aztecs and so on, like their structures at a certain time of the year, the sun or the moon passes directly in front of whether it's the stones or their front door, whatever, you know, sculpture thing we're talking about. It's like, so everything kind of shows that we're stationary and everything's moving above us. It literally represents that. Yeah, you, absolutely. You also know that the pyramid Gaza, uh, the longitude and latitude when you put them together is the speed of either sound or or a light. I forget what one it is, but like it's literally the exact number of what we say the speed of sound is. I believe it's the speed of sound is the longitude and latitude of Gaza when you put the numbers together, not atom, but when you literally put uh, the longitude to the latitude and put them back to back together. That in hmm. Long number that it is is the same number of the speed of sound. It's like that's why I say they were built with cymatics. They use sound to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy, but yeah, crazy. Nothing's crazy. That when I say that's crazy, I'm like that's something that I don't know. It's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It was you know? not a coincidence that they built those at yeah. that exact location and spot. Oh gosh, no. I also want to know more about this. 
I got to look into this guy now. You've, you've left me so much stuff to look at. I'm going to be busy tonight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, the the, flo- the river in the guy's backyard, got to look at that. Started healing himself too. He, he, he that, and there's like articles all over this stuff. Once you type in uh, man builds pyramid in the United States or something along that line, it will come up. I know, I, I'm pretty sure Collective Evolution, they're actually based out of Toronto. Um, they did an article on him as well. Um, but yeah, like it's a crazy thing because it's an energy vortex. It's tapping into that energy force. And Nikola Tesla talks about that shit all the time is like how what we call air or dead space, there's, there's enough energy in that like quote unquote dead space to, to power the entire planet. That was a theory. And remember how we were talking about suppressing of technology? Yeah. Nikola created 70 to 80% of all the modern day technology back in the early late 1800s, early 1900s, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, electricity, and so on, x-rays. He developed and created all of this technology. So like you were saying, they're a hundred years in advance. They're probably even more than that because this one individual, this one motherfucker created pretty much all the technology that we have at our fingertips now back in the early 1900s. When you're talking about frequencies, one of the things that I like to talk about, I think it was Terrence McKenna who, who mentioned this, but it, it is uh, phenomenal to me. Um, he's talking about the radio, how the radio doesn't make the music. The radio mm-hmm. taps into a frequency and amplifies it. Yeah. Um, our brains and what, what we perceive, yeah. we're tapping into a frequency. So like if you're homeless or if you're like on drugs, you're on a low frequency, but you're tapping into that. That's why all the people around you are also on drugs. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. When you decide to step yourself out of that frequency and out of that range, you, you, you vibrate higher and you go to a yeah. different frequency and the people around you are different. And then you vibrate higher and then they're different people again. And the higher, you, the higher you push yourself, you can't even drag you can't even yeah. drag somebody that's lower. You can't drag them up with you. They will, yeah. If they're not ready, they will snap and they will lose their shit on you and they will drop right back down to the bottom. So I'm, I'm going to end it with this, right? Because that's Perfect. beautiful what you're saying. If I always say, or what I always say about like flatters, like people ask, why does it matter if it's a sphere or a ball, right? And I say it matters because if you, if you understand your power, where you're from, creation, your purpose, and so on, you can never be manipulated and controlled. The moment that we gave up our power and believed in what other people told us to believe in without having any factual evidence, we gave up our, our capabilities of freely thinking for ourselves. And when you stand in your own light and you're in your own presence, no matter what is around you, you can never be manipulated and controlled. And that's why it's so important to understand the energy, the vibration, the exchange that we have, whether it's the place where you work, the place where you spend your money, how you talk to other people, how you talk about yourself, how you treat people, how you treat the environment, whatever it is. All that shit has a direct relation, that karmatic energy exchange. That's why I was saying being vegan never felt like I've never felt so good being vegan because of that energy exchange. I've never felt so alive when I stood in my own truth and said, I'm never going to work for another person. I'm never going to provide another product or substance that does harm to another person. That's why my organic CBD oil, there's no heavy metals, there's no chemicals, there's no pesticides, there's no artificial lighting. It's, ex- it's as high quality of the oil as you can get and our lab results and all that shit provide that evidence as well. 
But that's what I'm about is at the end of the day, standing in your own power and understanding the capabilities of your own mind and consciousness gets it to manifestation, law of attraction, and, and et cetera. It's a never ending cycle from there. That's why I just say, be a good human because, you know, what you're going to reap from that is like beyond our comprehension, whether it's this lifetime or whatever's after here. I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, it, it's, it's such a, a breath of fresh air, my friend, to, to have this conversation, to have connected with you and to have been able to chat uh, on, on such a whim. You know, you and I have crossed paths every now and again and, and to jump in on this uh, short notice, you know, we did two hours here on the timer. It'll be shorter on the, on the thing because we did the intro, but um, you know, we, I think we knocked out a lot here and I, for one, uh, am thankful that you had the time that you created the time to share your energy, your message uh, and, and your information with the people, because at the end of the day, that really is what it boils down to. Like all these conspiracy theories and all this stuff and all the things that people can say, Hey, you're crazy or this, you're that. Like we talked about fucking pedophilia in Hollywood, but when you get past that, it comes down to you. It comes down to your frequency, your perception. It comes down to what you need to do to make yourself understand that all of it, was your perception, your creation, your ability to change based on the information that you've collected. Like you said, we don't know what the moon is because we fundamentally don't have enough information. Yeah. So we can't, we can't even dissect. We can't pull it apart. We can't figure it out. The best we can do is apply the knowledge that we do have to a thing that's pretty cool. Um, and it's not good enough. So the conspiracy theory in my, in my ideas and in my mind is, is the growth, is the freedom. I take a, I, I'm proud to be a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist. I'm proud to be somebody who thinks, who moves, who shakes, who, who doesn't blindly accept, who understands that taxation is theft, much like your T-shirt. I love it. Um, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm happy that I know that everything I do, I'm being watched, I'm being like censored on every platform. Everything I do, it's like that. Because if I wasn't speaking the truth and I wasn't trying to empower people and actually empower people, like actually have them take control of their lives and not on a monetary level, just like on a spiritual level and stuff. Like I'm happy that everything I do is is aligned with that and stuff. It makes me feel amazing that like, yo, that's my purpose or I found my purpose and stuff. And we all have our purposes and stuff. But I'm just happy that the government and all these fuckers are watching me because it's like, I don't give a fuck if you're watching me or not. And I know they are. I deal with their shit all the, all the time. But it's just every time I do a podcast like this or, you know, later tonight, I'm going to do a live video on my channel. It just it's it's my way of sticking my middle fingers up and saying, fuck the system every single time I open my mouth because I know they don't want this information reaching people. It's funny too, because you know, every single thing that you and I talked about here could easily be debunked on CNN, right? But the whole purpose of this entire conversation was to have people listen, to not have them think like us, but to have at least raised enough in them to have asked the question, any question. I'm not here. They start doing their research. I'm not here to tell you what's true or not. I'm just here to plan. To, to bring up these topics and have you look further into them. That's how I share and provide information. I'm not here to hold you. I'm not here to show you where the, or I'll show you where the water is, but I'm not going to force you to drink it. Like you should do the research, anything and everything you hear, whether it's from my mouth or your favorite, you know, speaker, you should question the shit out of it and look into it for yourself and cross reference yeah. 
courses and so on and stuff like don't believe a word that i'm saying i don't care just look into it at least be aware of it 100 100 percent. absolutely fantastic um so one last time where are uh where's everyone listening where are they able to find you where do you want to where can you be found Instagram's my main channel, Stand Up 911. It's an account that's being highly censored. I'm no longer allowed to message people and, and all different types of censorship. So make sure you follow my backup account, which is just underscore Stand Up 911. You can check out my events. I've held over 80 events in, in about eight countries, 30 plus cities. It's called Meeting of the Minds. And you can always check out my CBD oil company called Cannabinoid Source. Absolutely amazing. And there's going to be a link to the majority of that in here. Anyone following me on Facebook is going to be tagged right to you uh, in the story as well. This is going to be up probably within the hour. It's going to be live. Um, People need to hear this. And if I get shut down for it, uh, I know how to start up another podcast and I know who's going to listen to me. So um, things are okay. Uh, You know what's hilarious? Actually, funny story uh, before I go, before we go. uh, I just, the last one of these that I did, um, it was, it was big. It was a, it was a deep dive with a friend of mine that was very, very ground level, Craig McKee on uh, 9-11. He's, he's dedicated his life to it. Um, as soon as I finished, uh, the power went dead. So I have a backup in here that allowed me to uh, keep the power running in the system. But the minute I was like, there's a, there's a way that this works where I, once we're done, I turn it off and then I, I basically pull it source. I pull it down onto the computer, um, mm. the power went dead. So I would have lost everything had I not had that backup set up. And it was the only time that I've lost power in this house in probably 15 years. Wow. And it went dead right at the end of the, right at the end of this miraculous two hour podcast. Well, power sure goes out. <laughs> plant going right now. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's up. It's running, man. It's, it's running for sure. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Uh, you and I are definitely going to get together again. We're going to get some good feedback on this whole thing. I'm sure of it. So um, I guess now for the, for the listeners uh, that, that are always with us, if you're still with us, this was a long cast. So you know the drill now, ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.